0: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Adult Meets Disney podcast. We're here to bring you an adult-focused, non-biased look on all things Disney, from the parks, to the movies, and much more. If you would like to help us grow the show, please like and subscribe, leave a comment, and tell your friends to do the same. Have a magical day, everyone. Enjoy the show! Hey everybody, and welcome to the Adult Meets Disney podcast. I'm your host Tom, and today for episode 25, I wanted to share my thoughts and review of the newest movie on Disney Plus, Hocus Pocus 2. So, Hocus Pocus 2 dropped on Disney Plus, and this is the follow-up to the 1993 classic Hocus Pocus. So, obviously, full spoiler warning. We're going to talk about everything that happened in Hocus Pocus 2 starting from this point out. So this is your spoiler warning. If you have not seen Hocus Pocus 2, go check it out. It's Halloween time. Go check it out. Then come on back and listen to the rest of it. All right, so the story starts off with the history of the Sanderson sisters and introduces us not just to the three of them, but to some other characters, mainly Billy Butcherson as well. And this is honestly where I want to start. The actors who are playing the sisters, the the, the kids... They were amazing. They, they were spectacular in how well they demonstrated the the way in which each one of the sisters acted. Like, it was so good. And a special credit, I, I didn't catch the actor's name. The person who plays Winifred, uh, little little kid Winifred, she was amazing. She had the mannerisms, the nonverbals, the speaking pattern, the changes in pitch, like all of it. She had all of it down. I was I was sitting there just going, I could watch I could watch this. I'll just watch a prequel with these three kids in it. And that person who is playing Winifred was amazing. Like, she was spot on in how. To how, how Bette Midler played Winifred in, obviously, the first movie. So good. So good. And this, like, it basically was a prologue. It It ate up a decent chunk of time. You know, for a movie that was, what, like an hour and a half long? It ate up a decent chunk of time. But I think it was really necessary because it talked about how the sisters got exiled. How they got exposed to magic. How they got the book. All of that was talked about. You know how it was, you know, kind of a, a, a hyper religious society and the 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 reverend, you know, tried to arrange a marriage and Winifred didn't have it and was like, "Well, I'll 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 take Billy Butcherson." And Billy's like, "Wait, I I don't want anything to do with this. What do you want me for?" And then, you know, the the reverend kind of booted them out of town. They run across someone who happens to be a witch and off off we go. But credit Absolute credit to to those three young actors. They 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 did their homework. They knew what to do, and, and they did a tremendously good job. Anyway, then we kind of we flash forward to to modern times. So now it's 2022, and the witches are brought back via another black flame candle. So if you remember back in the first one, Max lights the black flame candle, and that's what brings the witches back. Well, come to find out that. There's another one, and it's lit, and that's how the witches come back. And this one was made by the owner of a magic shop, uh, and the, this this guy saw the witches when he was a kid, so presumably back in 1993, and he found the book. So he found he found you know book. He found the book and used the book to make a new black flame candle, and then gave it to someone for their birthday. And this kid then lights it, and poof, the witches are back. So, so that's how it happens. It's a second black flame candle. And in this story, unlike the last one where it was the, the life potion and sucking the life out of the children of Salem and all that, this go-around, yeah, there's that, but it starts off like that. And then Winifred uh, realizes that the mayor of the town, uh, the mayor of Salem, is actually a direct blood descendant because shares the same name, as the preacher from the prologue who exiled them and tried to separate her from her sisters and holds this high amount of resentment against them. So she wants to use this spell. I think it's called, like, Magica Maxima, which there's warning, like, don't... Even the witch at the beginning is like, don't use this spell. Book does not like when you use this spell, but it's supposed to make you basically invincible. The most powerful, you know, they'll pull a Jafar, the most powerful sorcerer in the world. She Winifred wants to do this, and it requires the, a bunch of random tchotchkes, plus the head of Billy Butcherson, and the blood of the enemy, which in this case is the blood of the mayor, or at least the mayor's bloodline, because the mayor's bloodline dates back to that, that preacher. And along the way of all of this finding ingredients and doing everything they have to do, they, they encounter all manner of modern problems. <laughs> like, like, it starts off when... The girls who resurrect them or who bring them back by lighting the candle are like, oh yeah, like we have the souls of children. They're actually bottled now. Like you don't have to do this potion thing anymore. Come on, we'll show you. And, and they take them to a Walgreens, and and inside the Walgreens, they show them the the like body lotion aisle, and it's it's just them like drinking. There's a shot of Bette Midler just drinking body lotion, and it's it's hilarious because they have no idea what's going on, and it's 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 great. Um, it's in the preview, Mary, uh, riding on a a Roomba. So, remember in the first movie, they had, Winifred had a broom, and Sarah had a mop, and then Mary had to ride the vacuum cleaner. Well, they have to do the, the same basic, uh, you know, thing again. Winifred has a broom, Sarah has a Swiffer, and Mary just stands on two Roombas, that basically become like her lackeys. Like everywhere she goes, they end up finding her. Uh, so like at one point, they the our heroes trap the witches in a circle of salt. So the whole salt thing is big in this movie. They use the salt thing a lot. Uh, but out of nowhere, the Roomba show up, and and Mary's like, "Oh look, it's it's my babies. They hate mess. They hate mess." And, it, and the Roomba's cleaned the salt up. I thought that was that was funny. Um, at one point, they encounter uh, a Google assistant or an Amazon, you know what? I don't want to say its name because I have it sitting right next to me and I don't need it to light up. Uh, and they're like, "Oh, there's there's a woman trapped in the box," and they uh, they start you know freaking out when whenever they hear that so all all like modern stuff they they start getting getting in trouble with of course there's music much like there was I put a spell on you in the first one there's not one but two songs in this one the first one they sing when they come back and it's like an original piece and i watched it going why are they singing this makes no sense. There's not even a band. Like, what is going on? But I think the movie is self-aware enough that it makes fun of itself. Because as our heroes are running away, they're like, Who are they singing to? Why are they singing? What is even happening? So, at least the movie's self-aware that it was it was doing something weird. The second one is very much akin to I Put a Spell on You. It's, it's on a stage at a Halloween party, but now... It's Pat Benatar's One Way or Another. And it turns into this massive dance scene of the town, dancing in unison to try to find the mayor. And when they find him, the whole spell's broken. So it's unlike... It's not it's not the dance until you die from the first one. It's dance to find me, the mayor. That's that's what, what, what happened here. Uh, we do actually get some more time with Billy Butcherson. And it's the same actor who played Billy back in the original movie, is back again for this one. And we do get a little bit more insight into his story as well. And in the first movie that said that Binks said, oh, you know, Billy Butcherson was Winifred's boyfriend, but she caught him uh, you know, I believe it was sporting with her sister Sarah. And that's why she killed him and sewed his mouth shut. And when Billy comes back, he's like, he's told, oh, you're no, you're Billy Butcherson, you're Winifred's boyfriend. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? That is not at all what happened. He's like, I kissed her one time. That's it. And she just took it way too far. So there was there there was much more to the to the story than I guess what the first one one did. Now the film ends. With Winifred actually casting this magic Maxima spell, but she didn't read the warning. It, 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 she even opens up the book and sees the warning and they read I think Mary starts reading and she's like quiet you and just starts going to doing the spell itself. So I, again to, to pull to pull a doctor Strange, you know they put the warning before the spell. you know in Dr Strange he's like, oh, they should have put the warning, they put the warnings after the spell. here they put the warning before the spell. And she didn't read it. She didn't read it. And the warning said, in order to get this, you, here's another Marvel one, you must lose that which you love. So so she basically gets the Soul Stone, uh, and what she loves the most is her sisters. Uh, And this is, you know, demonstrated through the prologue, and then throughout, you know, even though she might be mean to them, she truly does care about them. And after the spell is complete, there, everybody's kind of like, Jumping around and yay, we got these powers and all that. And then, like a Thanos snap, Mary and Sarah start to slowly just turn into dust and fade up, fade away. Uh, it you know, in hindsight, this was really Marvel. They had this the the warning before the spell: you must lose that which you love. And then people were dusted. Um, so wow, they went they went they they really took a page out of the Marvel book on this one. Uh, so. What ends up happening is that Winifred begs our heroes, who our main character actually has powers. We don't really understand how that happened. You know, the witch gets her powers at age 16 and 16th birthday, and that's kind of all we're left with. Um, And uh, the main characters have taken control of Book because Book got upset that Winifred used this spell. So they run a reversal spell... And what it, how it ends up getting reversed is that instead of the sisters being undusted, instead of a Hulk uh, snap, uh, Winifred is herself dusted to join her sisters. And that's where our film ends. There is a post credit scene where a box with uh, BF candle number two, black flame candle number two, is hinted at. So there's the hint that there could be another black flame candle, so witches could come back. Could this mean that the three girls who are our heroes are the new witches? Time will tell. Uh, But the message of the overall movie is very uh, family, friendship, bonds of friendship, bonds of family, bonds of sisterhood, uh, are are really the driving driving themes of this film. Uh, And there were several callbacks to the original. Like, this movie understood what it was supposed to be. It under it it knew what it was and it knew what it was not and uh, I think for films like this where it's a it's like did we really need the sequel to Hocus Pocus Hocus Pocus was like a cult classic film did we need it Some say yes some say no This movie understood what it needed to be It needed to it needed to be a a popcorn fun family Halloween movie that really pulled on the nostalgia associated with the original and it nailed it. There were several callbacks uh at one point when the witches come back, Mary, Winifred's like, "Where what were we doing when we last disappeared?" and Mary's like, "Well, we were in the cottage and the boys were in the cages and then the headlights turned on and they faked us out with the sun." So they they call back to uh the bullies who were in the the cages and I like, we still don't know what happened to them. Like that that is an unanswered question for for all we know they're they're still in there, uh, there is, like I said, there is a black cat, uh, it's it's a pet cat, I think his name, I forget what his name was, um, it's just it's just a plain pet cat uh, in this magic shop, uh, but the cat jumps up, and Sarah just takes a step back and goes, oh, it's the Binx boy, you know, oh you, Thackeray Binx, and it's like, oh, okay, okay, we're, we're realizing that, you know, the, that Binks. they remember who Binks was. Uh, Billy outright asked, how long has it been since 1993 when he when he gets woken up? Uh, and at one point, they actually show... It's actually a two points, now that I think about it. They have a shout-out to... There was the scene in the original where uh, somebody was dressed up in a devil costume and the witches were like, oh, it's Master. And, and it was, you know, just a guy and his his wife. And she's like, oh, look, you know, Master has married Medusa because she had the curlers in. So there was actually they were at this like a Halloween festival, and there was a guy in a devil outfit and a and a lady who had the uh, the curlers in her hair. And then at one point they actually look in uh, someone looks in a window and sees that scene from the original. So it was a movie within a movie that's a sequel to the movie itself. Uh, it was a rather meta situation, uh, but there are several clear callbacks. Uh, to the first one. So I guess the the big question is, was this movie good? And I would say yes. Yes, it was good. It's a good family Halloween movie. Uh, And there's data that has come out from Disney that says that it was the best debut of any movie on Disney Plus to date. The best debut, the most watched, which means that it beat out Titles like Luca, Soul, Turning Red, Rescue Rangers, Black Widow, Hocus Pocus 2, beat you know some of the, some of those are big name big name properties. Beat them out and beat them out. Now a lot of people I think are going to compare it to the first one. How does it stack up against the first? Because it's a sequel. That's that's what we do. And I get it, I get it. But you have to take this thing at face value. Like it's it's not trying to be better than the first one. It, it, it can't. It, is it better than the first? No. Not by a long shot. It, it, it is definitely not the first movie. The the first film, the story is so good. And the, the uh, I put a spell on you, like, that thing is, you can't go to any Halloween anything and not have that playing somewhere. Like, it, it, I can promise that I Put a Spell on You will be way and maintain its popularity compared to uh, one way or another that you're going to find out of, out of the sequel. Uh, the story in the first one I liked much more uh, and, and the film itself I thought was a, was a better film. This though is not bad. The sequel is not bad. It's you can't compare it to the first one. It's it's almost like it, it's it harkens to it, but it's not the same. It it really isn't. You know, it it looked to me as I watched it that the character arcs, uh, both of the the Sanderson sisters and our our main heroes, and the writing, the, just the script itself, was very much based on like a Gen Z and younger demographic, kind of very almost Disney Channel vibe to it but when you t- when you take a step back and you look away from the arc of the characters you look away from the writing and you kind of just look at the film in its totality you kind of to me at least it made me think this film was made for a millennial that's what that's what this was for and, and it was it was great you know in that regard this the, the seeing the things like like the witches get into trouble with modern tech was funny or, or seeing them drink Drink body lotion in a Walgreens. That was that was funny. But the references, um, the the references uh, to to everything from from the first film, uh, and and how things just it looked like it didn't skip a beat from 1993 to now was was really great. You know, I think the other thing we have to remember is that when Hocus Pocus, the, the OG film, came out, it was a flop. It tanked in the theaters, probably because it was a Halloween movie that came out in the summer. So uh, it wouldn't have done better if it came out in October, late October of, of you know, 93, then probably maybe does a little bit better, but I, I think it came out in, like, July. So it probably would not have done well at that time. It has become a cult classic after it left theaters. And there are several films that have done that. Uh, And now, I mean, Hocus Pocus is adored. That name, the name of that movie is said with reverence amongst a lot of people. I mean, and look what, look at its popularity was so high that Disney built that whole not-so-scary Halloween party stage show around the Sanderson sisters. I Put a Spell on You is is the ending song of it. Like people lose their minds when they see the Sanderson sisters at Magic Kingdom. There has to be a reason. It's because of the popularity of the first movie. This movie though, it needed it needed to wait 29 years to get made. And it needed Disney Plus. Without without the time and the platform, this this movie doesn't happen. Like if this movie came out in 1996, and whether it was a theatrical release or, at that time, a direct-to-video release, I think it would fail. I don't think it would have been nearly as good. You know, the ability to stream this at home for, at least for now, what Disney Plus is charging, and to have it really feed into the nostalgia that, let's let's be real, that millennials are all about, that's what this movie needed. It It really did. This movie needed that. Uh, And it also, I think, you know, allowed a lot of millennials who now probably have kids the age that many of us were in 1993 when this came out. You know, a lot of us might have been maybe, what, I'm guessing kindergarten through like third grade area at that time, third or fourth grade area at that time. Now, a lot of millennials may have kids in that age range right now, so it's an opportunity for that age demographic to now sit down with their kids and watch a movie that you know parents are nostalgic about and now kids can get into and and share that experience. I mean something has to be said for the fact that this movie has more watch, watch hours or, or eyeballs on it than a movie like Black Widow did. Or a movie like Rescue Rangers did. Something has to be said to that, that effect. So overall, you know I I enjoyed this movie. It was it was a nice sequel and and i feel it served its intended purpose of hitting some nostalgia providing some laughs being a good popcorn movie family friendly halloween doesn't take itself too seriously that's what you know this this movie is about and i think it really does stick the landing lots of laughs lots of nostalgia if you're a fan of the first one you know it's not going to beat it it's not going to it's not going <laughs> to it's not going to hold a candle To the first one, but it's still fun. It's still a fun movie. It's something that I am 100% going to include on my Halloween watch list. Obviously, Hocus Pocus is on. Hocus Pocus is on like 24 hours a day uh, at Halloween. Like it is nonstop. It is like a Christmas story on Christmas Eve. Like that movie is on nonstop. Hocus Pocus is the Halloween equivalent in in our household. Um, It's don't think of it like the first one though. I think if you go into it and you think it's going to be the first one or it's going to be a sequel to the... It, don't. It, it, it's a sequel in name only. The, the acting is good. The witches are good. Like Even though they have all aged almost 30 years, they haven't skipped a beat. Their mannerisms, their inflections, it's still the exact same as it was back in 1993. And and I think it's it's really enjoyable. I, I remember when we got done watching it, I looked over at Maury and I said, You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of um, Halloween Town and its sequel. That I think Hocus Pocus, in in my opinion, is the more adored movie to Halloween Town. Halloween Town, you know, Disney Channel original movie comes out in the '90s, but it's still something that at Halloween time, you know, when you th- when you think of family friendly Halloween movies, Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town probably are, are two of the popular ones. Yeah, there's a several other, you know, Disney Channel originals like Phantom of the Megaplex and all of that, but Halloween Town and and Hocus Pocus. I enjoyed Halloween Town. I remember when I I remember when I first saw that as a kid back in the 90s and still, you know, obviously now that we have Disney Plus it's a lot easier. Uh so the last few years during October, you know, we'll pop on Halloween Town, getting that family-friendly vibe cuz I'm not I don't like super scary movies, so, like, Blair Witch and Exorcist and all that, like, I ain't watching those, um, I'm more of the family-friendly Halloween kind of person, so, sure, I'll watch Halloween I think it's a, it's a, I think it's a fine film for, for family-friendly Halloween, but then its sequel comes out, and its sequel came out not too terribly long after the original, and the sequel's okay, uh, but it's not the first, nothing's gonna beat the first, so I, that doesn't mean, though, that it's bad. It doesn't mean that the sequel to Halloween Town was bad. I think it's 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 an okay movie. You just have to kind of take it at face value, realizing that of course the original is going to be better. Same story here. I think this is this follows the same trope that Halloween Town and its sequel had. You're going to have the same thing here. So I of course recommend that you watch this, especially if you're a fan of the first one or if you're just looking for a good family-friendly Halloween movie. I think you're going to get a lot of enjoyment out of it. There's a lot of laughs, a lot of good times. It's got good messaging. Uh, so I, I very much enjoyed myself watching it. I, of course, am going to watch it again. Um, no, it's not better than the first. The first one still is by far the better of them. Uh, but this is a still a really good time. Uh, so that's my thoughts on Hocus Pocus 2. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's certainly going to be worth your time. Uh, I think you're going to have a lot of laughs and a lot of nostalgia watching it. Uh, So that's everything for today. If you like what you heard here and you want to continue to hear more, please like and subscribe to the show and do tell a friend to do the same. Until next time, everyone, I hope you have a magical day.